today I want to begin the service by again a little bit of um, reflection on what is it that we learn when we think of the mothering qualities of God. And I want to go back to that beautiful um, verse that I read earlier. You may say God has deserted us. God has forgotten us. Never can a mother forget her nursing child. Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. And then, that's from the book of Isaiah, there's another passage which says this, as a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you. And this is God speaking to his people. And this is where we realize that God, I think, is richer and broader and deeper and more complex and more majestic than anything we can ever imagine. God reveals himself as a father, as a parent. God also shows that he loves us like a mother. And sometimes we need to remember that. Sometimes it can get confusing when we see ourselves or read stories of God as a father. I wanna tell a story, there was a chaplain and he went into men's prison and on the lead up to Mother's Day, a couple of weeks before, he said, Mother's Day is coming and I've got cards and envelopes and stamps. If you want one, I can deliver it to your cell and you can write a Mother's Day card. And so many people wanted to write a Mother's Day card to their mum that he ran out of the cards. And not everyone who wanted to thank their mum or say something to their mum got to do one. So when Father's Day rolled around, he's like, right, I've learnt my lesson. So we went and bought heaps more Father's Day cards. He went into the prison and he's like, I've got Father's Day cards and envelopes and stamps. If any of you want to write a Father's Day card, let me know and I'll deliver it and you can write it. And not one person in the prison wanted to write a card to their father. And sometimes we have to remember that for some people, thinking of God as a father is hurtful and confusing and bewildering. And so to have these verses where God reminds us that God loves us like the fierce, protective love of a mother is a good thing. Now, as I was thinking about this this week, I was reminded that for some people this can be controversial or scandalous to think of God as a mother. And people say, are you allowed to think of that? And some people say, but isn't God male? So if you're male, can you be a mother? Well, the Bible does indicate that God is much bigger than male or female. God is not male. In Genesis, it says this, God created human beings in God's own image, and the divine image God created them. Male and female, God created them. God created males and females in God's image. When you see a female, a female expresses the image of God as much and as richly and as deeply as any male. And it's important to be reminded of this. And today we celebrate the mothers in our midst and the way God mothers us and loves us like a mother. As I was pondering this, a, an article came up on my Facebook feed and I've realized I think it did because in America it's Mother's Day as well this week, whereas in England it's not. And this article came up and it was, what happens if we think of God as like a mother? And I want to read you a little bit 
of that article. When we think of God like a mother, when we think of God like a mother, we can better recognise the ways that God shapes and guides us, that the ways that God shapes and guides us are not primarily through words. The commandments are good, but parenting is really about action and response after the children have messed up everything again. The parents' words that mean the most are not those that tell us what to do, but that tell us what she does. I love you, no matter what. God is like a mother who shields us and advocates for us with her own body, her reputation, her everything. God, like a mother, demands that others recognize the worth of her children. When I gave birth to Eliza, I remember when she was first held um, past me and I held her and it was suddenly like I was in a house that I'd lived in my whole life and I opened a door and realized I'd only been living in half a house. And there beyond the door was the other half of the house and it's what my heart felt like. I thought I knew what love was. And then the door opened wide and there was love this huge capacity to love in a way that I never knew possible. And my daughter, she's got some extra learning challenges. And when it says here that God, like a mother, demands that others recognize the worth of her children, I can say in the last few weeks of school that I am like a mother who demands that the school recognizes the worth of my child. This is what God is like, this fierce, fierce, protective love and the love that also says, my child can do no wrong. <laughs> Slightly misguided, but there is this sense that God looks at us and sees the best in us and hopes for the best in us and sees our heart and our intention and is prepared to overlook just to keep that relationship going. I love you. This fierce, fierce love. God is prepared to put his own body, his own son on the line to pay the price for anything bad we've done because that's how much God loves us. When I think about this, I'm reminded of someone I know. She's someone I went to school with and I see her every so often. She is a woman who is passionately, passionately devoted to caring for children. She has for most of her life run camps and kids clubs and activities for some of the most excluded and outcast kids in our society. And I remember when she decided, her and her husband, that they were gonna foster kids and they wanted to foster the kids that nobody else wanted. So they went to the equivalent of Oranga Tamariki, I think it was SIFS at the time, they spoke to the social worker and they said, send to us the kid that nobody else once. And so one day this wee boy turns up on their doorstep and he had been through foster home after foster home after foster home and no one could handle him. And they welcomed him and they loved him passionately and they fought for him. And little things like they got him glasses and they got him the help that he needed. And they've gone on to foster another three kids with high needs, high 
um, needs in terms of the extra disabilities that they are facing, the challenges, but also trauma that they have been through in life. And so they now are home for life kids, these four kids, and here's this mother that fights for them. And she is fierce in her love and her devotion to these children. They've had another three kids um, that are biologically their own, but no more theirs when you watch her than these other kids that she loves, that she fights for. And here, to me, is this picture of the way God loves us. He looks at us and our brokenness and our hurt and our trauma and our fallenness and loves us passionately. So now I want to get to the passage that we've got today and reflect on what does this mean in the light of God's love for us. And this is what it says from the book of John. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends. This is my command. Love each other. When I reflected on Mother's Day and the way that God loves us fiercely like a mother does, it really brought to light this verse. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. God loves us fiercely and passionately and wants us to experience that love in our life so that we can go and love a hurt and broken world around us. This is the invitation that we're called into. Experience this incredible love that God has for us and then love each other in that same radical way. I don't know if you're aware there's this new trend that mothers tattoo the names of their babies and sometimes, sometimes the birth dates on their arms. And if you Google it, you can see a whole lot of different varieties of this. But I wonder, did God have this in mind? See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. See, I have tattooed your name up my arm. So in love with you am I. Such is my promise that I will never forget you. You are etched into my very arm. I was thinking this, it's like if we saw a modern day Jesus, you know, and we wandered into him and he's, he's probably got dreadlocks, let's be honest, and <laughs> he's wearing his sandals. And then there he is tattooed with these names and there's your name. This is how much God loves us. God is prepared to pay the price, to fight for us, to love us. And here is this invitation you know, the early church, when they tried to wrestle with this, they'd seen Jesus, they'd encountered his love, and then they had to try and figure out what does it mean for them. And there's this story as the early church begins to move out of Jerusalem and other people start hearing about the story of Jesus. There's a group of non-Jews Jesus was a Jew and there was a group of non-Jews called Gentiles who called for one of the disciples to come and tell them the story of what was going on and Peter went to them and this is a little bit of what happened. Peter told them, you know it's against our laws for a Jewish person to enter a Gentile home like this or to associate with you 
But God has shown me that I should no longer think of anyone as impure or unclean. I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. And even as Peter was saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And the Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles too. Then Peter asked, can anyone object to them being baptized now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we did? There are implications when we accept and when we understand God's incredible love for us. We see that God is a mother who has no favorites. God loves all the children equally. And this is the wrestle for the early church and also the challenge for us. How do we learn to love everybody, to welcome them, to include them, to say God loves you as much as God loves me? The invitation is to let God's love overflow in your life, to see yourself as the little kid who's stuffed up once again, who's drawn on the walls, who's painted the outside of the bricks. Maybe I'm projecting a bit too much about what's happening in my own home here. (laughs) But here's this mother who keeps fiercely loving her child, and this is how God sees us. You are loved more than you could ever imagine. Your name is etched on the palm of God's hand. You are precious. You are special. I'm excited because in two weeks' time we celebrate Pentecost, which was the first time the Holy Spirit was poured out on the early church. And this is a great thing to celebrate, the promise of God's very presence in our own life to fill us and to guide us. And on Pentecost, we're going to be having some baptisms. And here's a challenge for you. If you have never been baptized, if you think this is it, actually, I do want to follow God. I do want to fully experience and know this profound love God has for me and share it to the world. Have a think. Maybe baptism is for you. So this is in a fortnight's time when we gather and celebrate. But today we remember that we are loved more fiercely than we could ever imagine. So I want to finish by praying. As we often do, just have a moment of quiet and talk to God. And if it's helpful for you, if it's going to break down some preconceptions you have, talk to God as a mother who passionately loves you, who cares about you, who carries you. And let's pray together. God, we will never be able to comprehend the love that you have for us. What you would do to fight for us. The sacrifices you would make. The things we don't see. When we are tantruming and demanding and asking questions, you stand there and you love us. So I pray, God, just this morning that we would have a small taste of that love. May we go away from here transformed. Come and speak to us, I pray. Be with us. Open our hearts. May we encounter the love. May we have our hearts thrown right open. Come, Holy Spirit.